Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And we're into, it's it's autumn, so we're here. Fall is here. You're starting to see just, just a bit of color. In another couple, two, three weeks, it will be full on autumn. That's, you know, that's October. Really, it just gets really, gets nicer and nicer and nicer. I was talking to my son. He's a, a captain in the Army down in San Antonio, uh, Port, Port Sam Houston. He's training to get his doctor of psychology. So he's down there, and I'm, I'm chatting with him the other night, enjoying the back patio, the fire out going on the deck, just kind of sipping a glass of wine, watching the sunset. And he's going, wow, I'm jealous. It's uh, way too hot in Texas right now. So we do live in God's country up here. It is stellar up here. A couple things I, I'm noticing with my gardens that cause, they're growing really fast right now, and there's moisture. And so that moisture with that really fast growth, some plants can get a little too leggy or too top heavy. So if they start to lean over and sag and they just look like they're more droopy than perky, it's super easy to change that. Never be afraid to cut on plants. The book says, the pruning book, you can prune 10% of the foliage mass off of your plants anytime you want to. You don't have to wait till midwinter or when it's dormant or, you know, it's, you can do it anytime you want. So if these plants are way too heavy, you just simply take your Russian sage. That's it. Um, it's a purple spiky kind of up about hip high shrub. It's got blue to purple flowers on it. And it just gets so drunk with water. It's just like, I can't even dig it anymore. It's just too much. This is a drought-hardy plant. It doesn't need to drink that much water. If you simply give it a haircut, take six, eight inches off. It will just go boing and perk right back up. That same effect goes for spireas, viburnums, anything that's got that droopy kind of feel to it. Don't be afraid, even right now, to give it a slight haircut. They just... Boink, they just pop right back up and they're so happy and they'll bloom even more. And so don't feel like you're going to damage things. I would say that for tomatoes. Tomatoes, everyone's afraid to touch your tomatoes. I would say don't let tomatoes sucker. If they got runners going off to the side, there's certain vines that, on a tomato that, that produce more tomatoes. Keep those growing and don't let other uh, side shoots sucker out and take energy away from those plants. Don't be afraid to give your tomatoes a haircut. To take off those spent flowers, I had uh, quite a few, um, not flowers, uh, leaves on my zucchinis. Cucumbers are just looking a little, they're looking like they're summer worn. So I just started, went through and it took, I don't know, three minutes, if that. Picked off all the spent, kind of broken, bruised, I don't know if I had a hail event or I've got some leaf damage, whatever. I just, I picked off all the, drying leaves and what was left i actually found a few more cucumbers just was kind of a it was a happy garden event cleaned them right up some of my plants are they've stopped producing so those are being yanked out right now whenever you get a chance take open up your gardens 
so things that aren't producing, get rid of them. They're taking energy away from the other plants. They're taking water and food and all the other nutrients. They're just, they're not helping you. So if they, when they stop producing, it can happen anytime between now and Thanksgiving, depending on what the variety is or what your altitude is. But when they're done, get rid of them. I've got alyssum, totally gave up. They, they don't, they're done. So I pulled those out, added some extra potting soil on top of my containers, and I planted pansies. The, the fall and, and winter blooming things. There's a whole series of plants right now that are just stunning. They're even more beautiful than the spring plants. They're gorgeous and they have more flowers. They just, they're so happy. And as we cool down, they just bloom more and more and more. And so I'm trying to open up some spaces in my gardens to influence, to, to put some extra color back in. Now, what you'll find is your raised beds, your garden, your, your containers, some of the soil just disappeared. I mean, it just, it literally evaporates. R really what's happening is the plants use soil. You think, yeah, they take in you know carbon from the air, but they also take it from the roots. And they don't tell you that in you know, most garden blogs, but you wonder where your soil went and there's like, like an inch layer left on that open you know, raised bed where you're growing your vegetables or your flowers, your herbs. Um, you'll need to replenish that. And so just don't, don't let it keep disappearing because it gets used up. Plants like freshness. They like fresh soil. It's like a soda can that's out there. When you first pop it and you go, oh, it's so tingly. It just makes you feel good. And then it sits on the counter for a couple hours. Your soil is the same way. It's flat. It doesn't taste as good. Oh, I guess I could enjoy this, but I'd rather not. Plants love that fresh, new, crispy soil. So adding some potting soil. Water's potting or a grower's mix. The plants, those, if you're adding some new, let's say broccoli or cauliflower, or lettuce, spinach, whatever, uh, snapdragons, mums, asters, when you're, if you're adding some fresh plants into the gardens, to add some soil. It's an opportunity. In fact, I'm trying to aggressively, so the alyssum I mentioned, they just pooped out on me. They were long trailing, went down these pots, down to the, down to the patio. They were spectacular and they said, okay, I've grown enough. I'm done. And they died or they just didn't look good. So I killed them So pull them out. And then I'm trying to dig down into that, that I've got several plants in this big pot, including a big Taniosho pine, this huge miniature, not huge miniature. What is that kind of statement? This decorative ornamental, huge ornamental pine tree. It's about three inches around, about four feet top. It has this beautiful pom-pom top to it. And then at the bottom of this, I've got these, it's a topiary. And at the bottom, I plant flowers, underplanting. So I'm pulling out some of those flowers and the others I remain. I'm trying to take out some of that extra soil around those old spent roots so that I can make room for additional potting soil. So I'm trying to be aggressive, but not too aggressive where I disturb everything else. Uh, but there's a there's an art to it. But if you can add some freshness, that's the point. It makes a real difference on how vigorous how how those that next crop rotation is going to going to be affected. This is super. It's, I think it's more important to, to be adding mulch and compost and more soil, more more additives as in your raised beds. Things that have defined root mass. So a raised bed is, you know, it's four by eight, 
the soil just kind of gets old and disappears. You want to re-add some freshness to that. A container is even worse. So a big glazed cobalt blue pot. Well, you've got maybe maybe a cubic yard of, of soil there if you're lucky. So you want to you add some fresh stuff into that. It will be a game changer. When I get all done, I'm actually, I just, again, I just did this adding some flowers, adding some soil. I'll take a handful of all-purpose plant food. This is a granular, organic food. It's safe for your pets, the birds, the worms, the plants love it. And so I'll sprinkle some of that around all the plants and the new plants, and that will invigorate that, that nutrient. So organics, the beauty is every time you water, a little bit of food releases every time it touches it. So that's a great thing about uh, manure, like bird poops and cottonseed meals and sulfur iron pellets. And just the plants love that. They feed off of that. And so it will invigorate the plants that were in that surrounding near those plants because you just fertilized them. They're thinking they're cared for. And look, they got a buddy they're growing next to, some violas or pansies. Oh, that's exciting. How you doing over there? Hey, let's bloom together. And they will keep blooming. Literally, this is this is good news for you folks in the Midwest. You plant pansies and violas, uh, Dusty Miller right now, they will bloom right through winter. They're just amazing. We get cold, but we don't get that kind of crazy Midwest cold. So they'll keep on blooming. And so it's a strategic. Be aggressive. Look for spots. Add some fresh soil, put some color in so they have time to fill out, and you can enjoy that fabulous color even in January when it's 10 degrees out. They'll still be blooming because they're happy. Okay, got a lot in store for you this show. I've got Lisa Waters Lane coming in with your garden questions right after this. Whether you're freshening up an existing landscape or starting with a blank slate, the Waters in-store garden consultation is right for anyone. If you don't know where to start, Waters personal shopper service allows you to book one-on-one -on -one time with an expert without the crowds. It's easy by phone or through our website. No lines, no waiting. Purchase a $250 gift card from Waters, and it comes with one-on-one -on -one private gardener time. You're going to love your yard again. Waters Garden Center in Prescott or watersgardencenter.com. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.